Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, episode one motherfucking hundred. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And if you're watching video, while they they all did these, uh, you know, stances, I didn't have them on the screen yet, so let me, <laughs> let me do this. Boom, we're on camera. Wow. Now we're on camera. You don't even have to sign up for OnlyFans. We're just gonna, this is just free. Mm-hmm. This is what you get. Yep. You get, you know, fat ass right here. Joe does. But, uh, anyway. You know, we're here at episode 100. A really, really long time. It started me, me and Andy. And then me and Zach started doing a uh, Resident Evil podcast. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, a wrestling one. And then we're just like, fuck it. Zach, come on, you know, the show. You're going to be the third man. Kind of like Hulk Hogan. Who's the third man, brother? Zach is. Then who would be Kevin Nash and Scott Hall? That's a great question. I have no idea. Um, Who is more charismatic out of the two of you? Uh, Andy would be. And you're Scott Hall. <laughs> Yeah, it's also something he would do. He would burp after drinking beer. Okay, well. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. But, uh, yeah, we're here. We started off our first movie that we actually reviewed was Dunkirk, me and Andy. That was the first episode. Was it? Yeah. We saw the movie, and I was like, hey, Andy, want to do a podcast? And you're like, we already did two of them. They failed. We... we... (laughs) And uh, brutal, <laughs> yeah, but we did. We we started off two podcasts and then it just we just stopped doing it, and it was annoying, uh, because you know, life gets in the way. And we had another third man that you know got a wife and kids now, so after that was done, we were just like, What do we do now? And I was like, Annie, let's do another podcast. <laughs> and he's like, Well, if this is the last one I'm gonna do. And we're here at episode 100. Yeah, this one's stuck. And uh, honestly, this is episode 100 of Big Trouble in a Little Podcast, but it's sister podcast, Escape from SideQuest. That that doesn't even count toward this. So really, we've done this more than 100 times. But movie-wise, we've done this 100 times. 100 times we have sat here to talk about the movie we saw. Mm-hmm. And we're almost on three years. July... Of the 2020 will be three years of us doing podcasts. So it's going to start going by quicker now that we do it monthly. It used to be or not monthly, weekly. We used to do it every other week. Now it's every week. Yeah, it would be more because didn't we do biweekly at some point? Um, I think a few of them snuck in there. Oh yeah, it's something else. We we do specials now, playing specials too. So. Hmm. Which uh, Andy needs to see Sonic. Well, I'm not going to a movie theater right now, so <laughs> well, it's I'm di- waiting for it to hit streaming. Yeah, well, well, once it hits digital, I'm going to be like, you better watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. And then obviously he needs to finish Death Stranding, but he's taking the long route in order to yeah, t- take I, it in. Uh, I, I didn't even play it this week. I don't know. It's so hard to like sit down and play that game, but that's kind of... I mm. will. I, I will, though. Just admit that it sucks already. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Anyway, 
but let's get into it, guys. What the hell you been playing or watching? Um, I'm gonna do it differently. Zach, what have you been doing? Well, uh, I've been playing Doom Eternal, and I beat that uh, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> pretty good. It's, it's a pretty great game. I still, I still don't really think I like it as much as uh, 2016. It's still great. I've heard um, that it's killing Xbox Ones, apparently, the Scorpio <laughs> edition, because it's overheating, the update. That's my tell. I haven't heard that at all, but okay. <laughs> and I have it on my Xbox, and I haven't played it yet, so uh, I'm kind of a little scared. <laughs> Man, I get it on PlayStation Switch. It's going to, like, set those right ablaze. Probably. I don't know how the hell that's going to look on Switch. It's pretty graphically intense. They figured it out. Heck, um, Outer Worlds comes out on Switch soon, too. I was like, what? But yeah, it's, they're doing yeah. it. Um, what else I played? I started replaying the original RE3 because RE3 Remake drops Friday. Mm -hmm. I was wanting to go through it again fresh just before. And another thing I want to bring up since you're bringing up the game is it's not getting great reviews. And uh, I don't know about that. It seems like they're good, but you know how the press is? If it's 7-ish, it's bad. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> But PC Gamer, which I usually rely on, gave it like a 58 out of 100. And I'm just like, it's kind of low. And I had a theory with my friend Will, uh, because he's playing the Resident Evils before the... He, he was on uh, the Nemesis Project when we did the, the Resident Evil 2 remake, when, yeah. he, when he joined on. Um, I feel like they were showing off the Resistance, that little multiplayer game, and I think that was going to be the next game, and people were just like, this game sucks, why are you bringing this out? And I think Resident Evil 3 was being made, but they're just like, oh shit, nobody likes Resistance, let's hurry up a little bit on Resident Evil 3 Remake. So I hope that didn't happen. I mean, after Resident Evil 2 Remake did awesome and reviewed awesome and made awesome money, I feel like they would have been stupid not to play in this, right? Um, it's Capcom. According, according to what I remember, they were developing RE3 Remake pretty much right as 2 was wrapping up. Mm -hmm. So, All right. they were doing it before. I gotta, um, turn, I gotta turn the AC on. It's fucking hot in here. What else have I been playing? I've been playing... Uh, Play a couple random Saturn games too on the side. Playing, I played Elevator Action Returns. Didn't beat it, but I played it for a while. I love that game. Yeah, it's like this. It's a two D kind of arcadey game where your character can only traverse vertically up and down through elevators through multiple floors, and you just shoot the fuck out of a bunch of people, and it's like really violent. I need a Saturn. I still need to get one. Well, you better. Do it sooner rather than later because the cost keeps climbing on that stuff. Yeah, there's no reason to wait on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also played Fighters Mega Mix, which is kind of like the concept of Super Smash Brothers before it came out. Mm -hmm. It's like all the Sega characters that were in fighting games, like the different franchises, they just mashed them together. And then there's also like the car from Daytona USA is a character. <laughs> character and, from Virtual Fight or Virtual Cop and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Fucking crazy. 
Other than that, anything else? Any? Um, did you watch any wrestling? I know we haven't done getting some color in a while. Not yet. I'm. I was gonna watch one, two, uh, either tonight, tomorrow, it's in preparation for um, Thursday. I'm also considering watching Starcade, mm-hmm. the, the Starcade that opposes it, because you know what happened every time WCW or Jim Crockett promotions tried to run Starcade, Vincent Man would try to fucking block them. <laughs> he did do that one time. He did block them from a bunch of the cable companies and the closed network shits and everything. That's just an asshole. So it's I want to see the competition show and compare it to these WrestleManias too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh guys, Thursday, um I forgot what episode number, but we're doing WrestleMania special. Uh, WrestleMania one, two. I'm sure Zach will talk about Starcade. Uh WrestleMania 1 and 2, there's a few good matches, but I, those are hard to watch, like the first, I want to say, 3 or 4, before it starts getting good. Oh, did you already watch it? I started watching 1, and I started falling asleep on some of the matches. <laughs> I remember the kick out of 3. 3 is kind of when the concept fully coalesced, you know, in terms of like what a WrestleMania show is. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't hurt that like Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat is on there. That's one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. And you yes. know what? It's not twenty fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like twelve. Yeah, you don't need to have fucking forty-five minute matches and shit. Just like some company companies, mm-hmm. I should say now. Cough, sputter. <laughs> All right, Andy. What about you? What have you been doing, playing, and watching? Uh, I played a crud load of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I almost have everything. As of tomorrow, I'll have the uh, the the clothing store, whatever it's called, and I have the blueprint to make the campsite, the final building, I think. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done that yet. I'm working on building a bridge right now. Um, I also watched Frozen Two. I did like a video thing. I watched it with my girlfriend, even though she's far away because we can't see each other because it's quarantine time. Oh, you uh, guys, you guys are doing a social distancing relationship. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Frozen Two is fine. Uh, visually speaking, it was outstanding. Story wise, it was like, ugh, I barely care. And uh, the following night, I drank a bunch of beer and watched Big Trouble in Little China because that's the person I am. So. Perfect, because episode 100 of pretty much the inspired uh, from the title of that movie for our podcast. So I'd, l- I'd like to say I did that on purpose, but I didn't. I was just like, I'd had a beer. And I was like, man, I want to watch a movie. And I just got like the really fancy pants edition from Shout Factory that has like the 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 record and uh, the steel bookcase and stuff. It's like, I haven't watched this yet. And I watched it and I watch some of the, the special nonsense and it the, the cut scenes and stuff ah i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> really shook the pillars of heaven didn't we wang uh zach you weren't here for the, that episode it was an april fool's episode where we watched a movie and we just started trashing on it like we did a bad review of it it's really <laughs> hard to do yeah, and then obviously at the end we're just like April Fools, and we you know gave our points on why this is a funny ass movie and a good movie to watch. Uh, 
Me, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, been streaming a lot of Animal Crossing. I don't know if you, uh, I know Andy's stopped by to watch I you. dropped in. Yeah, and I've been fishing, I've been trying to get the string fish, the, uh, what's the, I got an ore fish. I've been getting more ore fishes than anything, that and sea bass. I focused, I, I got a string fish, I've not got an ore fish. I did get a tuna though, they're kind of rare too. Mm hmm so I've been doing that. Uh, I unlocked the museum finally. Um, got the store. I'd, now I got to do those three houses and stuff because uh, Tom Crook uh, just like totally forgot that he invited people to the island without building the homes. So he's like, "Why don't you do it?" Oh, so you're getting random people. Mm hmm. I uh, I didn't realize that you could do this, but I, I got a bunch of the nook tickets you know you go to a random island and basically just strip it for its resources yeah um when you go to those islands there will be just a random person there also visiting and if you talk to them they can be like oh man i like this island i wish i lived on an island you can be like you should come live on my island yeah I, I just i just did that I, I i did that too because i didn't feel like doing the old uh Maybe if if they come to the island, they could build their own houses because it's annoying. Because first you got to find a location, and then you got to um, there's three items that you need to do the interior. Like you have to have like a stereo, a fucking table, and like roses or something like that. I'm like, this is I don't want to do that. The game is tricking you into doing a tutorial. That's it's teaching you how to make a bunch of furniture. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the tutorial uh, side of things, still. Um, I still like it. Ignore it if you want. Who cares? Mm, What's Tom I... Nook going to do? Foreclose? No, he's not. <laughs> Tom. He can't, he can't right now. I don't think I don't think he's allowed to foreclose right now due to the coronavirus, so you're fine. And, and uh, I don't know. You're out of work. <laughs> I, I don't know if I said this on the last episode, but my island is called COVIDville, and... You showed up to my island with a surgical mask, and now all my friends are starting to show up with surgical masks. Yeah, I had to fly. That means I was in an airport. You think I'm going into an airport, even a virtual Nintendo one, without a surgical mask? No way, buddy. I mean, dojo. Dojo. I, I ain't getting any kung flu. <laughs> Dodo Airlines and shit? You don't, yeah. you, you don't trust them? I'm sure they're very clean birds, but no. <laughs> Um, I also watched on Netflix the other day a, I think, Spanish movie called The Platform. Oh, shit. Sticking with uh, the old foreign film. Um, well, I didn't know it was a foreign yeah. film because my dad's like, well, The Platform's pretty good. And I'm like, all right, let me go watch it. He's like, it's like the movie The Cube. You ever see The, the Cube movies? Negative. Uh, the Cube movies are... They take people and they put them in this cube and like you go into each room and there's like a fucking trap and they kill each uh, they get killed like laser beams and like flamethrowers and shit. But anyway, this movie, the platform, same concept where they had like some are voluntary, some are uh, like <laughs> the one guy in the movie is like, yeah, I'm in I'm in this hole because I got mad at a television ad and I threw my TV out the window and I killed an immigrant walking by with my tv huh. and i'm like what yeah and i'm like what <laughs> but anyway the concept is is they're in this prison with 331 uh, 333 floors and there's a platform that goes to each floor with food so if you're at the top 
you're good because you get you know the most food but when you start getting to like 50 and 100s and 200 and 300s there's like no food so uh, the part of the plot is like they're trying to distribute food to each floor some people are not listening so like the main character is like hey start rationing the food or I'm gonna start shitting on the food and it, it's it's really <laughs> it's really good and then there, there's something at the end where I'm just like, I don't know what that means, but I kind of get it in a way. I can't really say it without spoiling it, so go watch it on Netflix. Um, I recommend subtitles because the, the voiceovers in this movie are dumb. And I hate seeing out of sync uh, talking. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, other than that... I've been watching AEW. There are empty arena shows that are happening. Uh, more news about that thing is that they have a new title now called the TNT title, kind of like the television title. Mm. Yeah, like, I saw something about that. Yeah, you can only defend it on TNT, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much television title. Well, how are they going to determine who's going to win it? Tournament. Okay, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But other than that, Animal Crossing and this crazy coronavirus, uh, I have my work computer here where I did telework for one day and then got an email saying, hey, you guys are off for two weeks, paid, because we need to train people on how to do teleworking because the the IT phone number was getting blown up of people who don't know how to computer. <laughs> No. <laughs> so all your coworkers oh, are like a bunch of clueless boomers or something. Yeah. So, so they, <laughs> so they were, they were like, uh, we're gonna, you know, which give... one's the yay key? <laughs> they're, they're like, we're gonna give you two weeks off. And I go and I uh, and I text my manager and I'm like, are we really off for two weeks? He's like, yeah, but you know, stay by your phone because. You know how companies or organizations, like, they don't want to give you free money, so they're going to probably try to maybe do it for a week, I'm guessing. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to get into the movie. Zach, this is your movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start it off. Yeah. Um, this is the original Suspiria from 1977 by Dario Argento. He's the director. He also wrote it, and he had a hand in the uh, soundtrack and stuff. Uh, but the soundtrack is mostly done by an Italian prog rock band called Goblin, which is a cool name. <laughs> Very. I fucking love the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah, the soundtrack really stands out. Yeah, it was super unique. Um, did you? Uh, sorry to cut you off, Zach, but did you notice in the beginning scene where she's in the airport... And, like, when the doors open, you hear the music, but when it closes, the music stops. Yeah. That was fucking cool. There's, there's a few moments like that through the movie where, like, the music just stops. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden. And it's, like, what the, and it's like real silent. And you're like, what? what's happening? And then something happens. But um, I had heard of this movie and seen it talked about in a few different, like, you know, videos on the internet of people I watch or something. Or people would reference it. I'd be like, I've never seen that movie. I guess I should try to see it. So that's why I picked this one. I had mm-hmm. to like rack my brain for this one. Like, oh yeah, this. Uh, it is a Ford film, but it's like it's weird because 
it's all in English. There's like a totally English dub version. Felt like cheating a little bit, but eh, whatever. I well, mean, it I, still felt foreign. I I found out that um, it doesn't matter what version of this movie you watch, it's going to be dubbed over for that language totally. And I, I found out what happened was uh, when they were filming the movie, they had everybody pretty much just speak their native lines in their in their native language, and then they just dubbed over it for whatever region it was going to. Huh. It's really odd. Yeah, there were certain um, actors and actresses that like. Well, I should say more actresses because there's like a couple of males, and then you had those male, uh, like ballet people. Um, yeah. But Susie, I felt like was American, right? But she was the American girl. Yeah, they say she is. She's from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I thought was... it was weird. It's about an American in Germany, but it's an Italian movie. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was actually filmed in Rome, but hey. Okay. Um, yeah, I think her lines weren't played with because this is the English version, and I could tell like a couple other characters that they the sound felt right and everything on them. And then there were the other ones. Like, oh, you couldn't really tell. This movie, yeah, this movie's about some girl who like travels over to Germany to go to this prestigious ballet school, I guess, to become awesome. No. I would like to hear from someone who actually knows about ballet whether what they're doing in the movie is like I mean it looks like ballet but is that are, are these really the best balletists in the world or I, I guess you don't see it that much but I was I, I don't know why I thought about that well it was weird this film had a little like David Lynch to it a little bit at moments where I was just like what the fuck is going on and then all of a sudden, like, you had, you had this, like, how can I say it? The, the The woman that was, like, teaching the girls how to ballet, like, she seemed like, and I'm not saying because she's in Germany, like, she was very military, very Nazi-ish. Harsh. Yeah. Very harsh. Yeah. And, and then you had, like, this Adam's Family fucking butler dude just, like, walking around and shit with, like, a tray. And I was like, what? That's why it's like you guys need to explain to me what's going on, and then like near the end is like, oh, I kind of get what's going on, but still like all that shit was just like crazy, and the music like overpowers sometimes. Where like you see this chick from New York coming off an airport and then go to like the front door of the place, and this girl just (laughs) runs out, says random shit, and just (laughs) walks away. Well, you're not supposed to hear her. Like it's yeah. part of the mystery. Is mm-hmm. what also did she that, say she said something about a secret, something about Lily. There's also that massive thunderstorm that was like over overpower. It was like that was overpowering the dialogue along with the soundtrack, right? Right mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, the point being is the school is weird. There's weird occurrences there, and stuff happens a lot that's just out of the ordinary. And it's like, as you go deeper in the movie, it's like, what's going on here? Is mm-hmm. there something up with the school? Is there Satan? Is it aliens? No. Aliens? No, not aliens. It, apparently, <laughs> uh, like, spoiler alert, obviously, because we talk about spoils on this podcast. Um, they're like a, a witch group kind of thing. Like a cult. Coven. Yeah, a coven. Okay. And... Right. As the old guy says, 
I got a, I got a question for you guys because I started seeing like the the main witch person that like they were worshiping near the end. Is that the only time you see her, or did was she in like the beginning part of the movie? That part where all the maggots were falling through this the attic ceiling, mm. and they had to like kind of sleep sleep over in like the dance rooms and stuff like that. Oh yeah, she was behind the, the curtain. Yeah, remember the part where it was like uh, uh, Sarah and uh, Susie were like talking. I think Sarah was t- telling her about like, oh, the where's the actual headmistress? Where is she? Because they kept saying, oh, she's out on business. She's not here right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she started talking about this weird labor breathing she heard one time and is like behind the sheets over there. Yeah, supposedly like the all silhouette. the staff leaves at night and yet yeah. they were there. <laughs> I uh that that scene frustrated me a little bit because she's like oh, that's the headmistress she's here and I was like who cares like they hadn't established that it was like I, I feel like I feel like they should have like front loaded the movie with like oh this 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 used to be a place where witches hung out but not anymore it was bought by the 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 ballet school and all the witches have been cleaned out that well, way all the spookiness would have had like. Oh man, it's like the witches are still here. Is it like ghost witches? Are the witches still around? But instead, it's just like spooky shit happens for the first act and act and a half, two acts, and then you find out oh, there's witches, and you're like ah, oh, that makes sense now because that's why all the spooky shit's been happening. Like that know. scene, that scene would have been spookier if I knew there were witches involved, but I didn't know there were witches yet. I don't know. I think you're meant to experience it like how Susie does. I think that's the intention. She doesn't mm-hmm. know any of this shit. So I know, why should I know. we know this shit? I would have liked someone to tell her, oh, you know, rumor is this place used to be, like, in the 1600s, witches lived here. Can we talk about the, like, the first scene where the, the, that one uh, chick that gets murdered through a window? Uh, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. It was intense. I kind of had, like, maniac flashbacks from that. I've been wondering, like, since finishing the movie, what specifically is killing her? Because it's got, like, hairy arms and stuff. Like, what's... Um, what I've been reading because I did research this near the end uh, or after the movie um, every time there is something paranormal like the the blind uh, piano dude with the dog uh, and the girl and every time you see like weird lighting happen and like them freaking out is something paranormal of with the witch so yeah. what happened with her with the hairy arm guy i'm guessing the witch summoned that hairy arm guy because unless that was the uh the the butler dude you know the... may i i just wondered like i i wanted a payoff where it turned out a wolfman lives there or something like that mm-hmm. and that's fine like it's still like scary and the scene's really cool because he like puts his arm through the window and then pushes her face through it and like I mean, kills her like six, seven, eight times over. I mean, like stabs her like thirteen times, then pushes her through a, a four-story window and hangs her. It's like, dude, pick one. Any of those would have killed a little girl. But anyway, uh, it was fucking cool though. It was cool. Like it's really, it's a cool <laughs> way to open it. Um, I completely like. I thought I was being so clever because after like it happens outside of the campus of the ballet school. And then other stuff starts happening once Susie's actually uh, on campus. I thought, oh, it's Susie. Susie's the the bad guy. That's going to be the twist. Is it's like she's supernatural. But no, that wasn't it. I just I thought that would have been neat because it happens like where she is. 
And it's just, what a coincidence. But it is literally just a coincidence. Yeah, I guess we'll get to the, the end part later. But um, I thought <laughs> what was really silly is adding that uh, piano, uh, the blind dude getting killed by the dog. Even though it was, like, I guess funny, but, like, why? Why did it bit the kid. It bit the uh, the assistant headmistress's nephew who's in on the Satan shit. That's something else that bothered me. Why? Like, why did it bite the kid? Because he's with Satan. He's in league with the witches. He's fucking part of the Dark Coven. It's just, it seems like, it seems like the dog didn't like the kid because the kid's in league with the coven. So, you know, dogs, all they sense supernatural stuff. They bark at goats. That, that checks out. But then they, they, I guess, control the dog to kill the pianist. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can get mixed messages about the, the dog's allegiance here. I mean, the dog got controlled by magic. It wasn't his fault. And I love- That scene, that scene should have been really spooky, but I spent the entire time, like- grappling my dog because she hates tv dogs <laughs> and that dog's just like barking the whole time she's like I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get that dog i'm gonna get him i'm like no you're not i'm like struggling holding her on the couch it kind of ruined that scene i think for you yeah it was still a good scene i really like uh all of the huge long pulled back establishing shots that he is in the square and he is by himself like he doesn't know that because he's blind but i love that because the dog yeah. senses danger and you're like where's the danger i can't see it and they show you no there's no danger man and then there's like some shadows. And I, I that that was really cool. And then the payoff is all oh, the dog kills him. I was uh, I, I, I don't know. I every, don't like dog violence. Every time they kept on zooming in onto like the the statues and shit of the building, I'm like, is it gonna be like a gargoyle just fucking come out and just like maul him? I expected him? some kind of demon attack. Yeah, mm. it was like no, the dog just went rabbit on him. I do like the part where it's like we gotta show that he's eating his flesh. So here's a steak. So he gets. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, I wonder what that dog was actually eating when they shot this movie. And then, and then you have like those two random police officers, like, "Hey, get away, get off!" <laughs> I was like, "That's funny." Um, again, with the first scene, uh, that hotel is awesome. The colors from that hotel and shit, and you know, who is that lady? Like, was that her friend? Like, from the hotel, or was she just a random lady that she found? I think the, there was a lady that was just like running the place, right? Mm. That was just a friend of Pat's. That was the girl that got killed. That's her name, Pat. Patricia. <laughs> oh, yeah. The girl who gets killed is friends with, yeah. with her I think later friend. Yeah. That was just a, a somebody else. And then she got killed, too, by the the giant stained glass window that collapsed into her, and, yeah, pre- her yeah. pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody came out of the hotel room after she's like, my friend's getting murdered. Yeah, I was like, is no one else staying here? Because... They're fucking in quarantine. They don't want to out. out. <laughs> hey, what's going on out here? Is, it, is a witch murdering someone? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I've got to get some fucking drugs. Yeah. Um, I do like that they had to put, like, exposition after... Uh, who's the other? Sarah? Uh, when she died and like Susie was like doing an investigation, it's like yeah, Sarah was looking into the establishment, and a witch owned this place, and then it got bought up by somebody else. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I wanted that earlier in the movie. I wanted <laughs> to know, like I like. It's nice that there's a mystery. What's going on here? But I I don't know. I think 
I, I don't know. I'm not going to criticize this movie over that. That seems that seems silly. It's just, I think it was just I wanted that because it would have been it, it would have added more to some other scenes. And I read some things about the director where he's just like <laughs> he's like I want beautiful women to get killed in my movies, and he's like you can't kill an ugly person because an, an ugly uh, woman because nobody cares about an ugly woman getting stabbed, and I. <laughs> I, I I gotta agree with him. I guess he's kind of right in a way. He is, but but uh, I, also, I also like all the really bold colored lighting and the the crazy sets. Oh, the lighting and the sets and the the camera work steal the show. Mm. It's like the freaking you could watch you could watch this movie on mute and still be like, oh man, what the fuck's going on? I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that hotel or that apartment complex or whatever is crazy. I like the ballet school. It's got like blue velvet wallpaper and shit. Yeah, where did <laughs> they shoot this movie? That was one of the questions I wanted to ask is where's this actual building? Because it is cool as hell. Uh, they built it. It was built on a soundstage somewhere in Rome. Really? It's based off a like, real building. I know building. that front room is, but like they go to a pool at some point. Yeah, they and, probably and, uh, like stuff. the exterior shots and a few other things. Like it's obviously a very beautiful building somewhere. Yeah, well, it's apparently based off a real building somewhere in Germany, <laughs> but they just built a copy of it. They might have filmed there. I think I didn't read that far into it. Uh, the pool part, at least. Yeah, uh, the pool. I'm not sure about that. That's probably just some pool in Rome somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the scenes where the 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 blind dude, uh, piano player, is out in the out at night. It shows all those buildings. That's in Rome. Those yeah, are obviously sense. Roman. Yeah. But, eh. I really like when they're in the pool too. Like the the shot from like way up in the balcony, like impo- uh, meaning someone is watching them, but you don't know who it is. That's really cool. Yeah. I like the drive from the airport to the the place because it's like she's in the taxi cab and like from the airport and like you have that uh, cool shot of like the lighting coming off of her while she's looking outside of the window in the rain. But then she gets like to the like wooded area where it's like very fairy tale esque to it a little bit. Where it's just like it's like dark, the unknown. And I was like, ooh, this is a good shot. And then it gets to this school, and then, you know, obviously she gets to the part where she sees the other chick, Pat, running out and saying that, you know, the lily is secret and just runs away. Um, I don't know. That's the, those sh- the colors were really uh, cool in this movie. The only downside I have to say is the blood was a little too red. Like, too red that you can see that it's fake. That's how it was back then. That's what blood looked like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, call it hammer blood. Also, <laughs> this was, I think, one of the last films to be processed in Technicolor. That might be another reason why the blood is so vibrantly red. That's cool. It's like uh, Dario Argento and his editor and shit used like the the very last Technicolor processing machine in like Rome. They had one left. So, so why did Susie drop? like when she was doing a ballet where she was like spaghetti arms and shit and she like fell down and she started hemorrhaging was that the witch being like bitch you're mine now like i'm gonna get you sick or remember there's that scene where she's just kind of walking through the hallway and there's like that weird old lady with the kid there Mm -hmm. and she like shines a weird light at her and it's like i she put like a hex on her or something okay like a spell i guess 
because right after that is when she started being like, oh, uh, uh, like she's getting nauseous and stuff. I, why did they target her anyway? I mean, like later they're like, that American bitch must die, but it's because she's like looking because, into it. I think because we, Americans are inherently fucking nosy. But no. there's several other Americans at the school. They say that specifically. She's like, oh, you'll find lots of other Americans. You'll because they're all already in on it. I got a lot of, I got a lot of black uh, swan uh, vibes in this movie, where they kind of looked at her as like she's the, the beauty, like she's very beautiful that it's threatening them in some way, and I think that's why they were just like fuck this bitch, especially the part where it's like we gotta kill the American bitch, we need to vanish her. Um, yeah, that part was funny. Another thing, uh, which I thought was funny, but I get what they were trying to do, is when they started, like, putting shit in her food and drinks to to make her all drowsy, and, like, Sarah's talking to her, and, like, Susie's like, you know the the front door is on the left, but they're, like, footsteps are on the right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, because they have a secret room, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, she can tell they're not leaving, even Mm. though they say that's what they do each time. But I just love, like, every night, like, Sarah's like, we need to fucking do something. And Susie's so like, oh. Yeah. Uh, They're drugging her, brother. She's yeah, tired. she's getting drugged because she's on a special diet. Mm. Also, uh, when she gets rid of the food, like, she puts it all in the toilet, and it's, like, weird and unsettling. And then when she dumps the wine out, it looks so much like blood, and then yeah. it stains the sink. Uh, that's a cool effect. Like, I think it staining the sink was an unintended consequence of make this wine look like blood, but it, it turned out to really aid the movie and be really interesting and cool, I thought. My OCD kind of annoyed me a little bit because she, like, splashed it in there. It's like, I would have, like, gently put it in there, knowing that, because she had to know it was wine. I don't think she would, she's been drinking it every night, correct? Yeah, yeah. They, they, oh, you have to drink wine? That's what the doctor said, yeah. Helps uh, build the blood. I just like that one random Swiss cheese that she, like, fucking put in the toilet. <laughs> she was, like, dropped this Swiss cheese. I'm like. It's like splat. Yeah. And, like, something, like, popped out of the toilet. I was like, what the fuck was that? Leaving shit in the toilet? Right after that, um, a bat flies in. Is that, <laughs> is that a witch thing, or is it just like she opened a door and a bat flew in? She's so like, the bat. Do the witches like I'll send a bat after her? <laughs> That'll kill her. Yeah. Obviously not. Is it just? It seems like a coincidence that all the spooky shit's going on, and also a bat tries to get in her hair. During no, the- because if you notice that uh, during that scene when she's like, you know, tooling around in the bathroom, she gets done. She's like washing her hands, whatever. In that window, you see two glowy little orbs. It looked like it looked to me like someone's hazard flashers on way down the street. I think that that was meant to be. That's the bat. Okay, the, I thought I thought it was something really distant off, and I was like, "Why does she care?" And then a bat flies in. It just seems like, oh, it's a bat. Like it's not a Satan bat. It's not like a demon. It's just a bat. Bat. She, it was a summon. Kills bat. it with a towel and a stool. Yeah, they summoned it. Well, here's my thing. Like, that bat was, like, beating the shit out of her. And, like, she, like, swatted it once. And, then, like, it, 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 like, it sold it like a Ric Flair selling. Where he's like, oh! And he's, like, on the ground and he's, like, moving really slowly. And that's when she puts the sheet over and, like, does the fucking stool. And, like, smashes it to death. Chair shot. Sounds like a gunshot going off! <laughs> but, um... Also, the bat is the worst effect in the movie, right? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it, it looks awful. Mm-hmm. 
The but, effects in this movie were all over the. Can we just go ahead and talk about the fact? Because we were getting there anyway. We're talking about the food now. The bat. Uh, the bat looks like garbage, and some of the other effects are like, eh, whatever. It could you be better. Like garbage. But some of the effects <laughs> look like outstanding. Like uh, at the end when the the whole place is like the walls are cracking, and like she goes to like go to the doorknob and it fucking explodes, and then the doors blow off the hinges. Like I was worried for that actress because there's like furniture exploding and stuff. <laughs> that part's awesome. Like some of yeah. the effects in this movie were really good, and some of them seemed like, eh, whatever. It's we'll just put some metal in there. It's barbed wire. Yeah, that scene was like unreal. Like that was brutal. I fucking love that part. It, she just, you know, she gets alerted into there, and then I'm like, wow, that was a good setup. If that's what they were trying to go to, to bring her to the room with the barbed wire on the floor. It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just coincidentally, yeah. I mean, hey, they fr- the way they framed it, it's like this window, this 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 angelic yellow light. It's like, oh my god, that's the way out. They're like sticking the blade in, like they're gonna like push the thing up, and I was like. Just bend it. Just get something heavy and bend it, or knock it down, or hold the lock down. Do anything, and she just like backs away from the door. Okay, like, or do nothing. That's fine. Hold the latch. You you guys <laughs> might know this because uh, maybe you know more about witches than I do. But what what's with the, especially in the beginning where they cut her heart open? What what is that all about? Like they they cut the chest op- open obviously, and then they just do like this little slit like. Cut open your heart. Well, well, they not only they not only did that; they put pins in her eyes. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, I I don't know if that actually holds any significance or not. I feel like it might because uh, Dario Argento apparently believes in witchcraft and black magic shit. I mean, I'm, not that he's a practitioner; he just believes in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, he must have read some cult material and it's probably a thing. That makes sense. Yeah, the, the the killings in this movie were brutal. Like the first part, like like the first killing, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking." Sick. One, she's getting smashed through a window, and then second, she gets stabbed, and then through the stained glass on the top, and then get hanged. I'm like, "That's fucking brutal." For her. And then when I read the comment where he's like, "You know, beautiful women should get killed on screen, not ugly women," I'm like, "Like, did did he go through like a divorce or something? Did he get?" <laughs> Like what happened? But um, um, what do you guys think about the whole institution being like a witch coven and all that stuff? Where you're just like, now I kind of get it, or you think it's cool, or I mean, something spooky was going on, and like I said, I really wanted to know what the spook was. I wanted the spook payoff, and the payoff was witches, and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, I'll buy that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected it, really. All right, let's talk about the head witch person that is laying down, and then when uh, Susie goes into the room, she's like invisible, but like she, an outline of her body like shows up at some point because when she when she summons uh, Sarah, the the zombie thing with the knife, she reanimates her Mm -hmm. necromancy. That part was fucking cool because then you get to see her. With pins in her eyes and all this other crap, and she's cut up, and she's like coming at her with a knife. It looked cool. And then that's when Susie just like stabs the head. First of all, I like the witch just be like, "The barricade's here." 
I knew you'd come. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for you. Stereotypically evil. You want to kill me, don't you? You want to kill Elena Marcos? (laughs) I love the payoff of, I'm an all-powerful witch, I've lived forever, and she just stabs her in the neck. Mm -hmm. Well, she had to see her. There had to be a trick to it, though. And that's another scene where, I get it, it's the 70s, but like the the special effects of seeing the outline of the witch was like, oh, that's dumb. But I I I I, I like it. it. It's so stupid. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's old special effects. I'm not mm. gonna criticize old special effects. Um, fun fact: I believe this movie came uh, same year as Star Wars. By the way, the first Star Wars: New Hope. So. Twenty-seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So uh, th- that's interesting, being facing off facing off uh, that movie. Uh, now I want to bring up this fact. So after she stabs the head witch person, the place starts to like explode. Yeah, eh. and I get it, all that shit, and then she escapes, and she does this weird smile, and it's not a smile like I've made it alive i felt like i made it because i i've read a thing where i believe they mentioned it in the movie of like if you kill the head uh witch you inherit the powers so do you think that Susie is now a witch because she killed the head witch i don't think they said inherit their powers i think if you cut off the, the head witch it destroys the power yeah i don't remember the inherit part but I don't know. She killed a witch. It's pretty bad. I mean, I'd, I'd be coven, like, yeah, kill the witch. Fuck yeah, I'm a badass. Because the, the rest of the rest of coven draws the power off the head witch. I felt like it was out of her personality to have that smile, because she was so innocent throughout the whole fucking movie, and then she's like, yeah, I'm a badass. I killed that witch. It felt more sinister smile than anything to me. I can't remember the smile necessarily. I mean, I, I'm having a hard time recalling it. I don't, yeah, I don't really remember that standing out to me. Give it another watch. No, oh, I just forgot not watching it. No, you gotta watch. I like it. it, but I'm not gonna watch it again right now. <laughs> no, not, not the whole movie. I'm just saying <laughs> the, that last scene where she just does that smile. I don't know. Maybe did, I, did you read into it? What did you read about it? See if that was like a thing or. Uh, that's why I, I read through, uh, and I'm not reading this from like any directors or anything. It's more of like Reddit people because I'm just like, that's interesting on that smile. And I just wanted to see if some people had the same feelings as I do. And they were explaining that witches, when you kill, kill a witch or something, you inherit the powers or something like that. And uh, I don't know. Did they ever make a sequel to this movie? <laughs> they did. I was just about to say that. And who's the head? Is Susie Susie in it? I don't know. I just know it exists. It is called Inferno. It came out in 1980. It's not really a sequel. It's Mm. Suspiria is the beginning of a part of trilogy of movies, like called the Three Mothers trilogy or something. Mm. And it's all about really powerful witches that affect world events or like town they live in or something. Suspiria Uh. is the first one. Inferno's the second. And then the third one is, uh, what's it called? I have it wrote down. I thought I did. There's no, Su- there's no Susie in this one. 
So that's the three mothers. I don't know. Mother of Tears, two thousand seven. Oh, Tears. Here's the uh, synopsis of Inferno. An American college student in Rome and his sister in New York invest another New York person uh, investigate a series of killings in both locations where the resident address are the domain of the two covens of the witches. It's it's like John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. Mm. Basically, it's like these three movies have like a similar theme, but they're not really connected. To one. Same director, by but the he, way, but he calls it a thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fine. Lots of directors have trilogies that are united only by theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one chick in the movie um, that I actually had to go IMDb because she kind of looked like Linda Hamilton for a second. And I was like, is that Linda Hamilton? And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, she was kind of young in Terminator. I don't think that's her at all. Because she looked like a, a few year younger Sarah Connor. And I was like, is that her? I don't know, but it wasn't. It was just some random woman with big lips. Um, I don't know what else to say about this movie. Uh, we talked about some of the bad... Uh, anim- I almost said animations, but like special effects, which we can forgive because of 1977. Um, I mean, some of the practical effects like knocked my socks off, though. Like I said... At the end, where the building's like exploding and coming apart, I love that part. Mm-hmm. The music was good. That there was that time charge of like it's so fucking loud, but it was for the scene because they had to make it like all chaos and shit. Because yeah, because the witch is coming. Um, I think the writing was the only one where I was just like, oh, now we're learning about it. The exposition and Zach brought up, you know, you maybe you're looking at it from Susie's pers- uh, perspective. Where you're going into it cold and you don't know what the fuck is going on, you have to investigate it. Uh, but as a viewer, you're, as a viewer like me, where I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because I I've, I've gone to, into this movie not knowing what it's about. And I mean, you go into every store not knowing what it's actually going to be about at the start. Yeah, what's the point of going otherwise? Well, we when we do movies, sometimes we've seen the movie before, or we know about the movie. I I'd never known about this movie before. So, Maybe you'll like the remake better. There's a remake. I'm actually, I don't really want to see it, though, based off what I read about it. Um, I actually probably am going to watch it in a couple of days because I have all this time off now. But the way I heard it from the director of that movie is he's treating uh, the movie like a cover, like a cover song, like a cover band, where he's kind of... He likes what the director did, but he wants to do his own version of it. It's his, yeah, it's his own spin on. Yeah, his own his own taste, and uh, they do change a lot of the storyline to it a little bit, but the same concept of like this girl coming to the school and weird shit's happening and all that stuff. And because it's in 2018, they have to like show off the special effects, and that's the only thing I hate about it. Probably, I think I think that. This movie's biggest strength is like its atmosphere and its like cinematography and all that stuff and the lighting. Um, what do you think of Susie's acting? She's fine. Yeah, it seems okay to me. I didn't have a problem with her. She was all right. Some of the other people supporting actors were less than all right. It mm. might have been because of the dubbing, though. It's like, awesome. yeah, it's, I think the whole movie's dubbed. It's kind of distracting in a couple scenes. 
like mm. one third of the actresses and actors speak English and they're not dubbed. And then the other two thirds are all dubbed. So it's like. I like but, I like Miss Tanner. Miss Tanner is cool. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, she, she was nice at one point, but then she like yelled at the you know, piano dude. Like, you stupid dog bit, bit the boy. Yeah. So does Satan, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, like, talking about that remake versus that original, it's like maybe he tries to expand on the story more. I don't know. But just like I look at it, I, I've seen what it looks like, and I'm just like, this just looks like a regular movie that comes out nowadays. Well, there's a screenshot of, like, I guess the person in the remake that's playing Susie where, like, her chest is like cut open. Mm-hmm. It looks like she has a vagina chest, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I get it. There was a lot of violence in this movie, All but the new Flash, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie, Videodrome. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this movie. Um, I wanted I... to bring up one more thing. Um, I assume this happens a lot throughout the movie, but I only caught it one time, and it was right off the bat, so it really set up the spook for me. But when she gets into the cab for the first time and it's like looking at the cabbie and there's like flashes of lightning during one of the flashes of lightning, you can see the reflection of a woman. I don't know if it was Susie or not in the in the the separation between the cabbie and the back. And I swear it's like a woman screaming in anguish or in pain or in terror. And it's just like for a flash, just a second. And I know I saw it. I know I'm not crazy. And I was like, oh my God, what the world, you know, what's that? <laughs> and I was like looking for that kind of thing throughout, throughout the rest of the movie. And I didn't quite get the exact same thing, but I just wanted to bring that up because it's such a, such a really tiny, small thing that you could totally miss. But I caught it and I was like, oh my God. Did you notice in the, the, the music where like there was like humming and stuff? And like, I believe they were saying some words to it in the background. I think they were saying like witch, 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 or something like that. I don't know. Witch and then just witchy bullshit. Yeah. Stuff in Latin to fuck with you and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the? But I think the only negative I, I would say is the writing kind of threw me off here and there a little bit. But like it paid off near the end. Again, another movie where it kind of dragged a little bit because I was like, what is going on? And then the payoff of her, you know, killing the witch and knowing about this is a, you know, a coven that I was like, everything makes sense now. It's kind of like the realization of Susie, you know, knowing, Oh shit. I, you know, I signed up for this shit. (laughs) I must defeat it. (laughs) But, uh, I, I recommend this film. What about you guys? Zach, Andy, oh me. Um, <laughs> the the music is outstanding. The special effects are they range from awful to outstanding. Uh, the setting is super interesting. The plot, I just had a hard time giving a damn about. Uh, some of the acting is not the best. Um, I overall like. I'm glad I saw it once. It's fine. Uh, I don't particularly recommend it unless you love horror if you love horror definitely watch it but otherwise eh, and not not particularly do i recommend oh okay wasn't expecting that uh zach what about you i like this movie and uh 
I do recommend it. Yeah, especially if you do like horror movies. It's different uh, from a lot of other ones, I feel. Especially, well, especially because around that time, I feel like horror movies in like the 70s and 80s were just a lot more unique. And I, I, I do like that this film doesn't overpower the jump scares. Like, I think the only jump scare was, like, the dude coming out of the window and grabbing the lady. Yeah, there's there's a couple jump scares, but they're all, like, earned. I like yeah. them. I like the lo- le- build-up to them. They, they earned all of them. Um, yeah, I'm willing to concede people maybe kind of saying, oh, the writing's a little, eh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I... I, I like I said before, I was kind of looking at like oh, you're supposed to I think experience this story like how Susie is. That's that's what I got from it. Um, and another thing being, I don't know. I mean, movies are a visual, primarily a visual storytelling vehicle, and I got sucked into it through that mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes I feel like a lot of people in movies maybe get too caught up in why is this happening why here why there what's the reason for this maybe instead of just sometimes just see where it takes you that's just kind of how i feel about it okay it's time for ranking everybody oh yeah we're gonna rank these i always forget about ranking Mm -hmm. so first we're gonna do personal i'll go first um i'll do it from three all the way to one Number three, I have In the Mood for Love. At number two, I have Suspiria. And at number one, I have M. Andy, what about you? Uh, Suspiria, number three. It was the only movie I don't necessarily recommend. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Uh, Number two, uh, In the Mood for Love. Uh, I love that movie. I'm the only one of the three of us that really loved it. And uh, number one is M. It's classic. It's, It's super hard to beat M. Zach, what about you? I've got In Mood for Love at three, M at two, and Suspiria at one. Oh, geez. We have a conundrum. Um, d- all right, Zach, why did you choose Suspiria over M? Because uh, it had me engrossed and affected me more than what the other two movies did pretty much the whole time. I was uh, uh, stimulated a lot more by that movie. Okay. It, I really like M, actually. I think it's a great movie. It's just, uh, it's a real slow burn, in my opinion. That's, I'm not saying it's bad. That's just what it is. Yeah, I have to agree on that point. It's a slow burn, but there's so much other things that like make up for that movie. Camera shots, uh, the writing. Um, yeah. The kangaroo court, uh, the acting. Um, this is this is just a, like a personal taste thing for me. This is what it boils down to. I'm not saying my picks better than what that movie is. I like it better. And, Andy, do you have a, a defense or a counterpoint to Zach's uh, Suspiria over M? I mean, obviously, it's just our personal opinion. Like uh, M, I never. I guess it's a slow burn in some ways, but I don't get bored during. It. Like every scene is like really deliberate, and it, it's it's got a purpose. The movie has a nice, short, curt runtime. Uh, every minute is used wisely. There's not a lot of like meandering. Not that there is in either of the other movies. Well, in the mood for love, there is, but not that there is in Suspiria. 
Um, I don't know. I think M is really suspenseful and like invented a lot of stuff that we see in film all the time now. Um, Suspiria is fine. I did get bored a couple times though. I'm surprised you like In Move for Love more than that movie. That's what surprises me. I don't know. I don't know. How I just thought it. that movie was fucking boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. Again, there's like, there's a lot. It's 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 hard to to talk about what makes In the Move for Love so good. Yeah. So I I mean, but that... it's, it's not. It's it's hard to defend if you like it and someone doesn't. That's for sure. Yeah, but since uh, majority rules, me and Andy have M at number one over Suspiria. But Suspiria will take number two over my In the Move for Love at number two mm-hmm. by the same token. So I'll accept this. <laughs> so we had, I mean, pretty much we have In the Move for Love at number three, Suspiria, at no, pretty much my ranking. <laughs> Suspiria, yeah, that, you're that, ranking, you're the median. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I mildly recommended In the Move for Love. I respected it in some ways uh, of what they did with that movie. I'm kind of in there with Zach where I was like, it's kind of a little boring in certain scenes. I love that movie. I'll definitely watch it again. Suspiria, I might watch the remake, but I don't know if I'll see the original again for many years. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could pay me to watch In the Move for Love again. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I'll watch it again, uh, especially the where Andy was like the director chooses the colors for each scene uh, for a reason, and I kind of want. Yeah, don't uh, don't necessarily watch in the mood for love again. Watch Chunking Express. Go watch that. Mm-hmm. So you guys are probably wondering what is next. So one thing I want to get out of the way since we made it all the way to episode one hundred, I feel like I need to go on a little tiny break. So I don't overload myself with, you know, recordings and stuff. You're uh, about to have two weeks off work. I know that. Then I get to, I get to catch up on shit, <laughs> and means Zach finally get to do the Resident Evil Five uh, podcast soon. Um, we are looking into our next phase for Big uh, Trouble and Little Podcast for gaming. So we're. We're still kind of in the works of getting this done, but we kind of want to be like Mystery Science Theater for gaming. Is that correct, Andy? Um, I guess, I suppose. I, I still wanted to bring movies in in some capacity down the road. Yeah, I, I, well, I also brought up in Facebook where, you know, we could possibly tie a movie with a video game. So while we play a video game, we could talk about the movie. So, for example, what did you say the other day that was funny? Where you're just like, um... Oh, I said I'm playing Animal Crossing, so we watched the Truman Show. Yeah, that. So, <laughs> that would be funny. Or, like, for example, let's say Zach is playing Street Fighter Five. We watched a fucking Street Fighter movie or something along that line. Oh, God. We should watch the animated one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both good for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if we're going to be doing some type of ranking, because I know that's been our uh, thing for a while. Um, Just keep an eye on it. Like I said, we're going to take about two weeks off, because I want to work this in so that we have a format and make sure that all our technical uh, difficulties are out of the way. So when we do stream the video games, everything's good. But until next time on that, uh, just keep an eye out.
Um, but let's get to some news that matter to us. Andy, what is this fucking Mario uh, news that you have here? Oh, yeah. Speaking of gaming news, um, this is just... It's like a report that has been reported on. It's not officially known, but it's come from like half a dozen really good sources. So it looks pretty likely um, for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. Nintendo is going to remaster and release several Mario games. And reportedly the confirmed ones include Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, all of them for the Switch. And that's that's not even it. There's going to be more besides that. And... uh uh, it sounds pretty cool to me because it was starting to look like there was going to be kind of a switch, kind of a drought now that Animal Crossing's out. Like, what's what's big that's next? There's not... Metroid is still in development. Yeah, it's like, there's a lot of stuff that's out there, but it doesn't have dates. We don't know if it's coming before Christmas. So I was starting to wonder what was going to happen the rest of the year. And it's starting to look like it might be a bunch of, like, pretty high-profile Mario games. They're all games that, like, I personally own except for sunshine i'll totally pick up sunshine but um it will i mean it's an easy way for nintendo to cash in because a ton of people buy these games it, even even if i don't i know everyone else i heard a rumor as well is that they might be announcing a new mario game that's why they're going to be doing all these like remasters a new what new mario mario however um, you say make another odyssey that's all they got to do odyssey was great just do that again odyssey 2 yeah i agree with that I mean, they made a Galaxy 2, and it was fun, so... Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what they're doing. They're like, oh, you know, since, you know, they're taking a really long time at Metroid, let's just do another Mario game. Oh, purportedly, they're also doing, like, a uh, an updated uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is, until now was a Wii U exclusive. I can't say enough good things about that game. That game is fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, they released Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign today. Remastered. Whoopity-doo. I mean, I remember loving that game when it came out. I'll, I'll cop to that. That game kicked ass when it came out. I played it multiplayer, too. I remember I had a stupid heart sight on my gun, so that when <laughs> people saw me in the kill cam, they're like, oh, son of a bitch. But uh, I, I like the story of the Modern Warfare games. It's twenty bucks. I don't. I don't know if it deserves the twenty bucks. The thing. I, no, I won't be getting it if it tells me anything. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else gaming wise. I mean, I know uh, I talked off air about somebody stealing the Xbox uh, Series X source code and uh, keeping it for ransom and shit. Uh, and people are just like, "This is what happens when you." Uh, you know, release information early or you leak info. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He stole something. He's keeping it for ransom. He's going to be a big cool if they released it and we got a bunch of interesting... Um, like, you guys remember all the, the Sony hack releases, all the emails we got, information about canceled movies? Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd love to see something like that happen again. I know it's just source code, but I like to imagine they have a bunch of extra microsoft internal memos and stuff like that just we learned so much about stuff we would have never known from that sony leak and i'm not saying like corporate espionage and blackmail is good it's not but <laughs> it, it was so interesting it, 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 it was a bunch of cool information came out. yeah uh nothing really came out of it i i'm pretty sure they're gonna find a hacker and probably arrest him or fine him to death or something uh it's going to be interesting uh, with this coronavirus thing. I've seen 
Xbox <laughs> launching a console in the middle of this pandemic if it takes all the way to uh, uh, holiday season. It if, should, that's what they're saying. Yeah, if, if it makes it that far, holy shit, it's going to be a wild, wild fucking year. Or end of year, I should say. Um, but I see this one thing about the movie business, box office. Yeah, speaking of coronavirus, um, since the establishment of what we consider to be like box office returns and like how much movies will make uh, on their opening weekend, or they'll Avengers broke this record. Oh, Titanic did this. Gone with the Wind that. Um, for the first time in the history of movie theaters as we know them the box office has returned no profit no movie studio made a profit this last week thanks to the coronavirus and everything being shut down like a lot of theaters are completely closed a lot of states have made it just you can't even like they close they're not essential they gotta close there's a few states that haven't done that yet and they have theaters that are open but it's like uh the new pixar movie a, a disney pixar movie a big deal Onward was showing on like 112 screens in the country, <laughs> for instance. And there's been a few other like, you know, there, some movies turned like a tiny little baby profit. But on average, no movie studio made a profit last week <laughs> for the first time ever. For the first time since like 1911 uh, or whenever they first started like showing Charlie Chaplin 12 minute shorts in theaters. So it's just like it's really interesting, but it also like it begs the question like what's going to happen after this because there's a lot of independent theaters, there's a lot of independent businesses for that matter, but we're just talking about the movie companies. Uh, there's a lot of independent theaters that are not going to survive this. Like they cannot remain closed for more than a month, and they're not going to come back, and that's going to hurt them a lot. And it's going to be like it's going to even further squeeze them out. And it's just going to be uh you know cinemark and whatever all the other losers are we have a cinemark that's well that's my, my, where my mind goes well you also got to think about the uh fallout that's going to happen let's just say for example in a year Stars. somebody just fucking followed holy crap who is that i don't even know anyway thank you, thank you for the follow <laughs> scared the shit out of me um but the fallout of this like after the vaccine happens you're going to have some people that are just going to be like, holy shit, am I going to still get sick? And kind of thing. And do you think people are going to go to bars, go to uh, movies and stuff and be packed up next to people again in order to... Not right away. I mean, this is, this is, this is out of our wheelhouse. This is just like talking about world events in general. And even the experts are confused about certain elements of COVID-19 and um, stuff like that. So who am I to speculate? Who are any of us to speculate? It's just a talk. But uh, well, lots of independent businesses are going to be hurt severely by this. Like when it starts, I've seen a lot of people do this call to action and I'll echo it. Um, when this is over, support small businesses. Go to your local comic book store. Go to the small theater. Go to all this. Go to independently owned restaurants because they're really going to need that help. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you think about? Because I know they've done some um, putting movies on like Disney Plus or streaming uh, uh, or doing digital, where like, hey. You know, since the coronavirus, we're just going to throw the movie on digital. Do, do you support that movies should be doing that? Or are they 
worried about not making the big blunt money because it's a, it's a little hypocritical but yeah wholeheartedly i love that i love the fact that last year two of the major oscar contenders came out from netflix and i got to watch them on netflix you know like uh i don't want to go to the theater and sit for three goddamn hours and watch the irishman i want to do it at home where i can take a bathroom break and go to the refrigerator and get a beer and get get a snack or whatever i don't want to go to the theater to see all these movies i want to go to the theater to see comic book movies i want to go to see sci-fi i want to go to see horror but comedy drama eh, just put it put it on streaming and for right now put everything on streaming because i'm not going to the theater and no one else is either how would you feel about this in the future i know they're not going to do it because they're they're going to want to like double dip where they have people go to the movies then get it digitally or get it like blu-ray but what if they simultaneously release a movie on a streaming platform and then also in a movie theater but you would have to do something special in the movie theater that people would want to go uh, i think we're going to start seeing that in the next two or three years i think it's going to be someone like semi-small but no knowable someone like uh Blumhouse, maybe like a24 someone small is going to start experimenting with that i think they're going to be in theaters and at streaming at the same time yeah, because imagine, you know, people that don't want to go out and get sick on a normal day, not even thinking about a pandemic, or be near people that are making noise or be on their cell phone, would rather be, yeah, rather would rather be home and just be like, I'll pay the, let's just say it's $20 to get it digitally. Be like, I, you know, I pay $20 to go see a James Bond movie and... I guess you would have to make it a little bit more in the movie theater where you have, like, I don't know, fucking 4D shit where, like, water's getting splashed in your face or something to make it all, like, real, I guess. A James Bond movie is a big enough of a deal. Like, there's going to be, like, the design is going to be, like, an event. I think I could still go to the theater for that. Well, I, I just want the option, you know what I mean? If I just want to be home, I could just buy it for... 15 to 20 dollars if i want to have you know the the sound system the big screen and like the comfortable recliner chair then i'll pay the 25 or i'll even throw in here 30 30 dollars which is insane to say but yeah i i i forget sometimes that i'm spoiled i mean you guys in big cities gotta pay a lot to go see movies if i if i catch a matinee i can see a movie for seven or less bucks around here mm-hmm but I'm, like, that, that's what they got to compete with, though. It's like, am I going to go off my lazy ass, go to the movie theater, and put up with teenagers on their cell phones for seven bucks? Or do I want to stay home and spend 15 bucks and hmm. just see it here? Because depending on the movie, you're probably going to be getting $15 from me more often than not. I want to hear Zach's opinion. Would, would you rather have a movie be on a streaming service or get it digitally then go to a movie theater or would you rather go to a movie theater just the old-fashioned way before getting it on blu-ray um i like going to the theater really uh mm. despite you know all that other stuff mm. i'm usually able to kind of tune that stuff out or maybe i just get lucky more often than not and i don't really have like disruptive patrons whatever you want to call them other viewers mm -hmm. um uh for certain genre or whatever movies like like andy was saying maybe like comedy or drama being offered more yeah maybe i'd like that but you know honestly those movies aren't usually my bag anyway so i guess that's kind of a moot point 
I, I guess, like, and this sucks because I hate more streaming services. I wish everything was confined into one. But if I want to save a little money and not go to a movie theater, uh, like, uh, let me choose an example. Maybe MGM having their own, like, streaming service or, like, link it to, like, a, a Netflix or a warner brother or cw kind of thing where it's like hey you can get this you know streaming plus and you can see these movies only for 9.99 like the wwe network and i mean technically the average moviegoer i want to say what spending maybe around 70 dollars a year you think the average uh, maybe I, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not real sure. But like, if you're doing a streaming service, what is that? That's a lot of money you can grab off of people. I don't know. You know these movie theaters they love to, or these movie production companies they want to double dip. They want to make sure you get the uh, the movie theater money, and then get the Blu-ray or digital, and then also get the streaming. So quadruple uh, dipping. And you can't just buy a Blu-ray. You gotta buy a Blu-ray DVD set, and it has the code in it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Don't sell me that though. other stuff. Sell me a Blu-ray disc. Yeah, then do DVD VHS packages, you bitches. <laughs> yeah. well, other than that, you guys have any other news you want to talk about? Um, this podcast I like, uh, Big Trouble Little Podcast, did a hundred episodes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking achievement. I'm actually proud we made it this long. But, um, I'm gonna be open because there there were times where because um, <laughs> we we had like maybe one or two viewers, and now we we get more downloads on on it. So I kind of get a little uh, dopamine effects where I'm just like, oh, the people are listening now. It's it's crazy. Um, there were there were times where I was just like. I might just stop doing podcasting because it's like, you know, it's cool to talk to you guys. It's nothing against you guys, but like, I could just talk to you and, and normally and be like, let's just fucking talk about video games and movies. Why do we need to uh, do this? But holy shit. Because we all spend $100 on equipment. <laughs> we have tune, we have Toontastic. In uh, the chat saying, yo, 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 hello. Welcome to episode 100. We're at the end. <laughs> We're at the end of our podcast. Uh, what is this? The third phase, you think? Or is it the second phase of Big Trouble Little Podcast? I think it's second. Because in the beginning... No, I call it third. Because uh, the second phase is ranking. We mm-hmm. rank it first. We just did the movies. Damn, yeah. did movies. Yep, and now we're going into gaming, which Toontastic, you aren't here, but I'll really uh, quickly explain. We're trying to do a thing where we're playing a video game and we're going to talk about movies at the same time. So we're going to try to link a game with a movie, and we're going to talk about the game and the movie at the same time. We're gonna du- we're gonna double task it and see where. But anyway, I was right there with you. A few times it was like, eh, why? But um, it always kind of boiled down to I didn't mind if anyone was listening or not it was just like eh, i'm gonna watch chopping mall and then talk to my friend about it you know? mm-hmm. so yeah that's the way it always and plus uh, if it wasn't for this show i wouldn't have watched a ton of movies that i now love like the planet of the apes movies for instance 
Mm-hmm. Like I used to think, eh, I saw the first one. That's good enough. And now it's like the three new ones are awesome. And some of the others like have a lot of merit to them. And then there's the Tim Burton one and it's awful, but the others are great. <laughs> I think um, one thing I want to like do is play play the James Bond games and like watch the James Bond movies even though like the movies are more than the fucking games some of them correspond Mm -hmm. so we could probably do that because there are some James Bond movies I didn't watch I wanted to do Bond at some point anyways yeah we and I have a feeling we need to rank those movies because there's like 20 21 right 25 this year (sighs) Well, 25 official Eon Productions. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so maybe we won't watch all of them. Maybe we'll do, like, uh, the Sean Connery ranking and then, like, the... There's, like, seven of those? Pierce Bronson. Maybe, maybe we Four just those. A, a month, once in a while, and be like, okay, James Bond, here we go. Bond time, do, Bond month. Do three, do four. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do it again in another three or four months. Yeah like that you know periodically and uh tune we we did a ranking of the resident evil movies which uh i want to say that we're just reminiscing on the big trouble little podcast but like i want to say that was the funnest that i ever had doing the rankings where we were just shitting on pete <laughs> on those fucking movies uh paul ws anderson just ruining uh the franchise and some of them were so bad that uh it was good I think the last two movies, we were just like, what the fuck is happening? But this is awesome. Yeah, those movies, like, figured out what they were, and then they were suddenly, like, good. Mm-hmm. And not good, good, like, but, like, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a movie, uh, this was early in uh, when we started doing the movies portion. Before we started doing rankings, this is when we were just picking movies from streaming services and watching them and then reviewing them. I think it's called Warriors Gate, but it was like Batista was in this film. See, that was the first one we did, I thought. I I was under the impression that was the first episode. Because you chose Warriors Gate, The Gamer, or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, whatever the fuck this is. And I started watching it, and like, Batista turns up. And I was like, what the fuck, Batista's in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach, you need to watch it, because this is like Batista's early acting career. And it's like, he's not that bad. But he's it's not like, in it enough. He needed to be in it more. They, mm. they fucked up. I remember that distinctly. He needed to be in it more. Let me let me let me go look at it real quick. On uh, we go February here. So now let me go to Spotify because it has all the movies here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So first episode, yeah. So first episode was Dunkirk. Second episode, we talked about John Cena for some strange reason. <laughs> uh oh no that that was that was SummerSlam. that's when uh he was facing brock lesnar at, in 2018 um the warrior's gate enter the warrior's gate was when the first movie that we started doing the movies and shit what i meant by dunkirk is that's the one where we just saw it in the movie theater like let's talk about it we coincidentally both saw dunkirk and that was kind of the genesis for oh well, let's talk about movies i guess yeah, and uh, when was Chopping Mall? Was Chopping Mall right after it? I think that was my first choice. Yes, Chopping Mall. Yeah, chopping Mall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what do you call it? Um, Zach was going to choose the cabinet of Dr. K- uh, Caligari, and uh, that was episode 12, by the way. Yeah, Jeez, I was very yeah. upset about that. I'm trying to see. When we started doing the Christmas movies and shit, it was pretty fun. Um, then there was a, a phase when we were doing the movies where we were like, we need to start picking relevant movies so people could start watching it. So we are like, let's watch the Cloverfield Paradox because it's new. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then episode 35, which is pretty funny because 35 is my uh, hockey jersey number. We did Big Trouble in Little China. That's the April Fool's uh, episode where we just like shit on it. And then we're just like, no, just kidding. It's it's a good movie. Yes, it's, it's awesome. And let me get, let me see what episode was the Planet of the Apes. Because it gets, oh, you guys, uh, uh, Andy, you remember Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. A fucking movie. Planet of the Apes, 1968. It was March 20th of 2019. That's when we started doing the second phase. Huh. So it's been a year. Mm-hmm. A year and 11 days. Yep. And Toontastic says, play Animal Crossing while talking about Animal Crossing movie, which they should make a movie out of it one day. They have. There's an Animal Crossing movie in Japan. Oh, really? <laughs> I know very little about it, but it exists. <laughs> maybe maybe one day we'll do that. <laughs> I think we'll end it here, everybody. Um, episode 100, I thank Andy and I thank Zach. Uh, even though Zach just started uh, with the journey with us, maybe he'll be here for t- episode 200 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Maybe, maybe we'll have a studio. Maybe we'll get popular out of nowhere. Who knows? But uh, we're going to take two weeks off, guys. And we'll come back with gaming or whatever format we'll have of phase three of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Until next time, see you guys later. Thanks for listening.